Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Six. Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the 643 Podcast, brought to you by 68 of the Fan and the Dickey Broadcasting Company. You can find the episodes of the 643 Show and the podcast from all your favorite 68 of the Fan and Extra 106.3 hosts at thepodcastpark.com. Follow the links in thepodcastpark.com to whatever platform you use for your podcast like and subscribe so you can be kept up to date whenever any of the hosts drop a new episode thank you guys for all of the good work we've done this entire season long as we are ready and raring to watch the atlanta braves tonight look to secure their fifth straight division title off of the backs of jaco Derizzi taking on miami marlins lefty braxton garrett and why are we in the position that we're in just because oh i don't know the Braves were able to take the soul of the New York Mets over the weekend. Needed two out of three from that series, ideally. Uh, we talked about a sweep a touch because the Braves kind of put themselves behind the eight ball by not sweeping the Nationals and thought, well, you know, at least take one out of two of the DeGrom Scherzer starts. Nope. The Braves went in and swept the Mets and didn't just sweep them, took their soul. And that is what championship teams do that is what great teams do and the Atlanta Braves they looked like the best team in baseball over the weekend now that did result in them getting shut out in Miami last night not all that surprising to be honest with you uh, there, there's a lot of emotional roller coasters going uh, in that weekend series, both physically and mentally. That is an exhausting series up against it night in and night out, knowing you got to go DeGrom and then Scherzer and then not have a letdown against Chris Bassett and then don't get a day off, don't get into Miami until around 4 in the morning. That's a lot. That takes a toll. And the Braves last night, they came out flat. Jesus Lazardo was electric last night. I believe he had 12 strikeouts. Just shut down the Braves' offense, which typically – Typically mashes lefties, but uh, clearly, clearly some exhaustion last night. And I'll give them a pass because of what happened over the weekend and what a weekend it was. So first you had Max Free going up against Jacob DeGrom. 
And that's one where, where you still say that it's Jacob deGrom, so you don't know how it's going to go. Well, Max Fried was absolutely dominant. The only thing that could stop Max Fried was the fact that he was sick. So Max goes five innings. He was his normal awesome self. He might have been even a touch better than he's been lately. He actually outdueled Jacob deGrom, which is not something you see very often. As uh, Jacob deGrom still think for, for my money, he's the best hitter or the best pitcher in all of Major League Baseball and likely the most talented pitcher that we've ever seen in Major League Baseball. But Max Freed, I'll tell you what, man. When you get Max into a big game, there is no there is no drop-off. doesn't matter who is the opposing pitcher. It doesn't matter what lineup he's facing. Get him in a big game scenario, whether it's the postseason, whether it's division deciding type of game, whatever. Max Freed has that, that kind of it factor about him. And he went out there and he outdueled Jacob DeGrom for the second time. That is not easy to do. He had the Mets looking confounded. The bullpen was great other than one scary outing from Kenley Jansen. Aside from that, the bullpen was lights out. And the offense, while the Mets, I think the Mets actually outhit the Braves over the course of the weekend, the Braves were able to come away because the Braves have power and the Mets do not. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But just more on that sweep because it was just some incredible work. So game one was was just a case of Max Free just outdueling DeGrom. And DeGrom didn't pitch badly. He had 11 strikeouts in his six innings. He, he had the strikeout pitch working. He only allowed, I think he only allowed three hits. It's just that they all happened to be solo home runs. Dansby got him for one. Austin Riley got him. And Matt Olson also got him. And remember those three names because they're a very key component to this weekend. They are the three that took you over the top. So Dansby, his home run off DeGrom, that's his 100th home run of his career, gets the ball back and everything. Quite a time for your 100th home run. So the Braves win game one. Game two rolls around, and it's Max Scherzer versus Kyle Wright. And this is one where I would have said, I, I, and I'd still say this, if you just put them on, like take the rest of the team out of it, you just go pitcher against pitcher, that's, a, that's advantage Max Scherzer. Scherzer is still absolutely dominant. Kyle Wright is very, very good. Uh, you don't get to to be where Kyle's at this season without being an excellent pitcher, but still, still not Max Scherzer. Uh, he did give up a ton of hits. I believe he gave up seven hits, uh, seven hits in his five innings of work. But with Kyle, he did such a good job of limiting the damage. They only scored two runs. Great work by Kyle Wright. He was able to to kind of stick around long enough and hold him down just long enough for the Braves to rely on their bats to grab some more power. And when I say rely on the bats, guess what? Dansby Swanson, Matt Olson, homers in the second game. 101st home run of Dansby's career came off of Max Scherzer. Not a bad list to have there either, as uh, Dansby Swanson, Matt Olson carried the team in game two. That rolled around to game three, which was going to be Charlie Morton versus Chris Bassett. And this was one where I was, I was worried there might be a letdown after beating DeGrom and Scherzer consecutively. It's a tall task. I was worried there might be some mental drop-off. And there really wasn't. Chris Bassett is a very good pitcher, very underrated. Uh, I actually, he's, I would take Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett's better than Charlie Morton has been this season. Uh, and he's kind of the antithesis to what the Braves like to do. He's a guy that doesn't give up a lot of fly balls, typically doesn't walk a lot of batters. But the Braves went out there, and they did what needed to be done. And Dansby Swanson and Matt Olson homered again in the third game, along with some really, really good uh uh, tactics from Orlando Arcia at third base that, that made Chris Bassett walk in a run. 
Dansby Swanson and Matt Olson capping it off with their third consecutive games with home runs, carrying the Braves to a sweep over the Mets and really just a debilitating sweep because not only, not only did they sweep the Mets, but it also ended up being that final game, that game three, it ended up being more of a three game swing because when the Braves took game three, they also took the tiebreaker, which meant instead of if they had lost game three and they were still tied, the Braves would have needed to sweep the Marlins and hope that the Mets lost the game. They couldn't finish up tied or the Mets would win. But when they did that, it pushed the magic number to one because even if the if even if the records are tied now, the Braves own the tiebreaker and they would win the NLE. So that was not the likeliest of possibilities entering the weekend, uh, but the Braves went out there, backs totally up against the wall. The Mets had everything lined up exactly the way they wanted it, and the Braves just took their soul, took the division away from them before last night. Now, the Mets were supposed to play last night as well. That game in New York got rained out, ironically, after whining and complaining about uh, the inhumanity of, of the Braves not rescheduling the series against the Mets are moving it to a to a quote-unquote neutral site. Uh, the Mets get game one rained out. They're playing a doubleheader today. So the Braves need one win or one Mets loss to clinch the division. And I'm going to be honest. I wasn't shocked that the Braves lost yesterday. I don't think the Mets would have won yesterday. I, I'm not certain that they win game one today. I mean, that was that was a tough, tough series. Both teams pulled out all the stops. Both teams' players pulled out all the stops. Emotionally speaking, that was a gigantic sweep. And if you're the Mets, that is that is such a, a debilitating loss. That is that is such a bad sweep after owning the division for all but two games this season, practically. To have the Braves come out there and sweep in the second to last series of the season with three games left and the Mets have to win out and hope the Braves get swept by Miami. Just a, just a, a huge loss for the Mets and their players were, were certainly feeling it. They were feeling it after losing the DeGrom and Scherzer starts. You could tell in the, in the uh, locker room, uh, Brandon Nimmo, they were asking about it and said that, you know, that DeGrom and Scherzer were their guys and that that was, that that was big loss. They weren't expecting it. Uh, that was, that was not what, that's not what they were hoping for. That's not what they were expecting, especially lining up the way that they did and the way that they'd been playing. Uh, and I know there's going to be a lot of people saying that the Mets choked away the division because they didn't play great in September against bad teams. And I, I really don't think they choked it away. I mean, they're likely going to be a hundred win team. They take two out of the three against Washington. They get to a hundred wins. If not, I mean, if you're a 99 win team or a 98 win team, that's essentially a hundred win team. Uh, it's just that the Braves are a better team. And I've been saying it all season long that the Braves were the better roster. They were just a, a more well-constructed team. They they don't have as many weaknesses. And while I think the Mets are a very good team, they're just not built to beat the other elite teams. I, I'll keep saying it that way because you have to be able to hit home runs. That was the difference in this series. When you look at the series between the Mets and the Braves, the Mets had plenty of runners on base. They had guys on the base paths all three games, all throughout all three games. They got to Charlie Morton for nine hits in four and a third inning. But they don't have power. The Braves do. And when I say power, yes, it's home runs, but it's also extra base hits. It's not just home runs. And there are few teams in baseball that do it better than the Atlanta Braves. And they, that, that makes it so much easier 
when you don't have to get nine, ten hits in a game to put up four runs. The Braves can the Braves can have five hits and still have four or five runs. It just is what it is. That's that is the equalizer. That's why the Braves are as good as they are. And there's there's people out there that can moan and whine and cry about the fact that the Braves are going to finish out this season without a sacrifice bunt, that they don't play small ball because one, they're not good at it, and two, small ball is not how you win baseball games. That's why small ball teams are at the bottom of the pack. But it is what it is. Braves win home runs by having or Braves win games by and win championships by hitting tons of home runs, having a dominant bullpen, and having good defense. That's it. That is all they need to do and that's what they did and well i i'm not certain how tonight to go braxton garrett is a lefty which means advantage to the braves there uh braves now i i didn't expect them to win yesterday being honest I, unless bryce elder went out there and had another shutout performance and elder wasn't good yesterday um looked like the marlins were kind of onto his game plan they've seen him a lot recently is the fourth time they've seen him uh, and they, they were hitting him hard. Usually, Elder's a guy that lives off of soft contact. But it goes back to what I've been saying for years, for those of you that have been listening to me all the way back to the TPS days with Doc. Um, if you live off of contact, there will be times where you give up hard contact. That's why strikeouts are so much more important for a pitcher than even just giving up soft contact. It's why I ultimately think that while Max... I always love Max, and I think Max is one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball, and I think he's he's one of the top aces in Major League Baseball. I think ultimately Strider is the one that's that's going to be the most dominant because Strider has the potential where I, I really wouldn't be shocked if you tell me Strider gets to a 20-strikeout game. I really won't be surprised. Um, he's just going to get better as he continues gaining more experience, as he gets more comfortable with that changeup. He's just going to keep getting better and better. So I really won't be surprised if we see Strider take the reins as being the best pitcher on the Braves. And that's that's not a slight to Max. I think Max, like I said, I think Max is, I think he's a top 10 pitcher in baseball. I think he's the best left-handed pitcher in baseball. I know a lot of people want to say Julio Arias. That's just because there's Dodger bias everywhere and people see that he pitches for the Dodgers and they see the low ERA and want to say, ooh, that's going to be it. But that's you got to dig a little bit deeper. Julio Arias is not the best pitcher on his own team. He's certainly not better than Max Freed. He's not a Cy Young candidate. Uh, certainly doesn't deserve it over Max Freed and wouldn't deserve it over Car- Carlos Rodon. I-, I think Carlos Rodon is the only lefty that has maybe Shane McClanahan, but he hasn't shown it enough yet. I would say Carlos Rodon is the only one who's got a legitimate argument against Max Freed for top lefties in baseball currently and I still think Max takes that over Carlos Rodon I I just that's how good Max is and it's a huge boom when you've got Max Freed because you feel comfortable with him throwing game one Kyle Wright has been so steady all season long finishes out this season with 21 wins uh first time since Russ Ortiz that the Braves had a 20 game winner and even more impressive than the 21 wins for me is the fact that he had the decision in 26 out of 30 starts that's amazing consistency from Kyle Wright to be able to go deep enough into games to qualify. And I don't care about win-loss record for pitchers. 21 wins is really cool. It's an awesome stat. Um, But I really just care about how the team performs. In the same way Kyle is. But to be able to stay in the game long enough to earn 26 decisions out of 30 starts, that's impressive. That's really, really impressive. And speaking of impressive, I mentioned how Dansby and Matt Olson hit three home runs in th- three games against the Mets over the weekend. Austin Riley was also gigantic in that series. And that's big because those three guys were struggling so badly in the month of September. And they pulled out all the stops. They emptied the tank, it looked like. 
against the Mets. They came up big in the biggest series of the year. I've been saying it for a while how it was not smart by Brian Snicker to run those guys into the ground. And I still don't think it was. I think it was smart. It would have been a much smarter to take the opportunity against bad teams to kind of alternate some rest days for those guys. But this weekend, they, they just kind of willed themselves to it. And if you were watching over the weekend, which I'm sure you were, you could see the emotion that those guys were playing with. And all three of those guys, but especially Austin and Olsen, they're not very expressive when they hit home runs or anything like that. They're, they're, they're generally pretty stoic. Uh, Austin was not. When Austin hit the home run off of Jacob deGrom to tie the game up, you could see him yelling, going around the bases. Then Matt Olson followed that up with a gigantic bomb right after him and uh, pimped it a little bit, which was, I, I love seeing Matt Olson kind of pimp it. I think the most underrated pimp job is when you kind of slow walk it and bat drop rather than kind of bat throw. Um, Dansby Swanson, just being normal Dansby, doing, doing clutch Dansby things. And uh, for Dansby in particular... That's a huge, huge series. Uh, all know Dansby's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Didn't get a contract extension with the Braves. Um, questions about how much he would get in relation to the other shortstops on the market. Trey Turner, Carlos Correa. Um, Xander Bogarts is more than likely going to be a free agent. I don't see him just getting an extension at the last second with Boston. But a lot of options to choose from in the shortstop market, wondering how long of a contract and how many years Dansby Swanson will get coming off of really by far the best season of his career, but particularly offensively by far the best season of his career that always kind of worries you a little bit in a contract year and hadn't been as good, hadn't been nearly as good in the second half as he was in the first half. But I'll tell you what. A series like that against the Mets with those stakes and Dansby hitting a home run in all three games and all of them gigantic home runs, that's a money-making series for Dansby Swanson. I've said it a couple times. I really won't be surprised if he's back as the Braves. Uh, I, I know Trey Turner is the name that everybody's going to look at. I love Trey Turner. I think Trey Turner in this lineup would just be incredible. I think if you pair up healthy Ronald Acuna, Michael Harris, Trey Turner, and Ozzie Albies, and Von Grissom, for that matter, in that same lineup. Just, just the, the speed that the Braves would be able to roll out night in and night out with three-inch bigger bases. I mean, that's that's a ridiculous lineup with ridiculous speed, and the Braves would be... I think the Braves would have 100 steals just between Acuna, Harris, and Trey Turner. I mean, it's just remarkable. Um, but you can't say anything wrong about Dansby. And for what it's worth, I still think that they'll get something worked out with Dansby. I think this, this series against the Mets was a, I don't want to say a coming out party because Dansby's played great pretty much all season long. He's been maybe he's been the best defensive shortstop in terms of outs above average. I, I don't know if uh fan is quite as kind to him to have him number one, uh, but he's, he's still up there. Uh, he's been the elite of the elite defensive shortstops all season long. And, uh, offensively he's done pretty well he's, he's come up clutch time and time again outside of the month of September hadn't really had any prolonged slumps all season long like not, didn't have any of these two and three week stretches where he just couldn't hit the ball if you put it on a tee for him he'd kind of he'd struggle for maybe a week and then he'd crack a double or a homer and kind of level off for a bit and, and go that route it still wasn't like the first half and I mean the month of April aside first half for Dancy was insane I still don't know what the money's going to be, which I think is the ultimate difference. But I think what you saw this weekend 
was I think I think Dansby came into this season with no Freddie saying that this was going to be his team, that he was going to step up and fill the Freddie void. And I think this weekend, I think that was him putting that on his plate. I think that was him saying, you know what? If I'm going to be the leader of the team, then I'm going to have to go out there and I'm going to drag this team to a division title. I'm going to drag this team to a sweep of the Mets. And he had help. He had a lot of help. Matt Olson, I mentioned three home runs in, in the series as well. A homer in all three games. Austin Riley played very well. The bullpen was just outstanding. Dynamite. Every, uh, had a lot of really good performances over the weekend. But Dansby's is the one that stands out. Dansby's is the, the performance that you look at and say, who is the MVP of the weekend? You would say it was Dansby Swanson. And you'd be right to say it. Played good defense, but offensively, he just would not let the Braves go under to the Mets. And I think that there's a lot to be said for that. I think there's a lot to be said for somebody that can put that pressure on themselves and deliver. It's not easy to do. It's really difficult to do. It doesn't get quantified quite as well. I don't maybe maybe not quantify because you do have high leverage on uh, on fan graphs and you can kind of see numbers in high leverage situations. But there's a difference to high leverage too. Like there there is a difference between leverages and there's a difference in high leverage situations versus other high leverage situations. What Dansby did this weekend, uh, that was that was one of the bigger performances we've seen uh, in the recent years. Now there have been some crazy ones, obviously, with Eddie Rosario turning into Barry Bonds for the NLCS, uh, Jorge Soler in the World Series, Max Fried in Game Six after getting stepped on, Charlie Morton uh, pitching dominantly on a broken leg. Um, Jock Peterson hitting the homer uh, and really carrying the Braves over the Brewers. There, there was a lot of, of excellent performances just in the recent past for the Braves. But that one from Dansby over the weekend, that was next level. And I really won't be surprised if he works out a deal with the Braves. Something around five years, maybe six years. Uh, something around anywhere, anywhere between, if you tell me, tell me 19 to 22 million a year. If that's what Dansby would take to be a Brave, I think that would get done. Uh, but it, and it was... It was the offense. It was also the bullpen I mentioned just outside of one bad, bad outing by Kenley Jansen where he tried to uh, raise the blood pressure of all Braves fans. <clears throat> that was an excellent performance by the Braves bullpen. Rysel Iglesias is just ridiculous. <clears throat> He's allowed one run as a Brave, and it was his first outing with the Braves since then. He's been clean all the way through. Just incredible AJ mentor. He actually gave up a home run in that, in that series against the Mets. But outside of that, AJ has been fantastic. Jesse Chavez doing his thing. Uh, great work by the bullpen, such a boon for the Braves when if they have to, they can turn the game over in the fifth inning to the bullpen and you're still not going to score any runs. Colin McHugh was gigantic as well. Uh, just a, an amazing performance by the Braves. And like I said, I'm not worried about losing last night. I, I kind of figured there'd be a letdown game after that series. Uh, we'll see what they do tonight, though. I'm expecting them to go out and clinch tonight. Everybody that's been asked about it has said the job's not done. They're not going to relax until the division is over with. Uh, we'll see if they actually even, if it matters by the time the Braves get to their game, because the Mets do have a doubleheader today. 4-10 will be when Washington and New York um, tow the rubber and they get that game underway. Braves will get started at 640, which I don't really like 640 starts. I think it's kind of awkward and weird, but they will get underway. They'll kind of know what's going on. It'll be Jake Odorizzi going tonight, which doesn't make me feel great. Uh, Jake Odorizzi's not good, but the Marlins aren't a good lineup despite them putting up four runs and hit the ball hard last night. That was more a factor of Bryce Elder wasn't doing very well. Uh, they do have a couple guys that I like. Brian De La Cruz has played pretty well, especially the last 12 games or so. But uh, I'm looking for the Braves against a lefty in Braxton Garrett tonight, who's pitched well, uh, surprisingly well. Braxton Garrett used to be a pretty high prospect for the Marlins. I think at one point he was their number two or number four overall prospect in their system. 
Um, struggled with some injuries, doesn't have a big, didn't get the fastball gains that a lot of people were kind of thinking he might get. So he kind of became forgotten about or whatever. Uh, but he's been really, really good this year. They've needed it since Trevor Rogers has been abysmal and Braxton Garrett kind of just took over what Trevor Rogers was doing last year. But he is a lefty. The Braves mash lefties, and I would expect him to come out and mash tonight. I think you'll see uh, some big-time performances from the offense. And one guy that I want to give a shout-out, because I'm, I'm getting towards the end here. Uh, one one person that really deserves a shout-out is Orlando Arcia. Vaughn Grissom, I mentioned on the, on, t- was it, on Thursday that he's really been struggling lately. It's why he's been riding the bench. Orlando Arcia has been starting at second base. Orlando's in one of those hot stretches where he's he's seeing the ball so well at the plate. He's hitting gaps, hitting homers, uh, playing good defense. He's in one of those stretches for him. And that is the type of thing from Orlando that if he could just, if he could carry these stretches for a whole season or for three quarters of a season, Orlando Arcia would be a star. He's kind of like Javi Baez in that when he gets going, he can do everything on a baseball field. He's not as fast as Javi, but he's a better defender for sure. Um, Javi Baez is an awful defender. But uh, he, and he doesn't have as much swing and miss as Javi. He'll actually take walks, which Javi won't. But he's a similar player to Javi Baez. And you can see why he was such a high prospect for Milwaukee. The problem is he he kind of goes in spurts. One week, two weeks, he'll be absolutely crushing. And then he'll go dead silent for about three weeks. That's why he... He, he works so much better off of the bench, and he's been a big component to this Braves season. Now, if you just look at his Fangraphs page, you just look at his overall numbers, you're probably not going to see it as, as much as if you watched him night in and night out. When you look at, at his entire season line, it's, I wouldn't, it's really not all that impressive. It's better than he's done at other times, but in 66 games, he's got nine homers, 30 RBIs, scored 24 runs. Uh, under 22% of the strikeout rate, which is nice, but it is a career high for him outside of 2018. So uh, tied for 2016 with the second highest. Walk rate, though, is the best he's had at 8.9%. That's not bad. 249, 320, 428 slugging on the season. Good for a 108 WRC plus and a 0.7 F4. Not incredible, not anything crazy, but he's been a key part of this team. And he's one of the big reasons when the Braves lost, uh, when the Braves lost Ozzy Albies, Orlando came in and was playing better than Ozzy was before he got hurt. And Orlando, he gets sporadic playing time at best, other than than since Vaughn has kind of started to struggle offensively and defensively, which I think is what prompted the change. Orlando is in one of these hot stretches for himself. And we're going to get Ozzy back here for the playoffs. And I think that's very important to note. I think that's another big reason why winning the division is so important for the Braves, because you get that bye week, and that's five days off before you get the NLDS underway. That's an extra five days for Spencer Strider to try to get ready to go. It's an extra five days for Ozzy to be to be ready to get underway. That is, that's an extra five days for the other guys, for Dansby and Austin and, and Olsen, who have played pretty much every single game to get some rest, get some time off their feet, decompress a little bit, and get ready to go. Sometimes getting time off when you're playing well is a bad thing. It loses momentum. But when you have guys that have just been run through the grinder all season long, that extra time off is a big deal. And I know it's also you get to skip the Dodger bracket. Look, I'm, I'm not that concerned about the Dodgers. Uh, a lot of people that say that the Dodgers are better than they were a season ago, I don't think they are. I, I think they're a little bit worse than they were last year. Offensively, they're better because they added Freddie Freeman, and Freddie's been the best player on the Dodgers this year. Also, Mookie Betts had kind of a down year last year. He's back to being Mookie Betts this season. But if you... 
Those two are about the only two who have been better this year from last year. Gavin Lux has been a little bit better, but he's still not anything that's frightening. I think he's like right at two war. Right at two, maybe right at three, but nothing that, nothing that the Braves haven't seen. Will Smith is a very good catcher. The Braves catching core, the tandem of Darno and Contreras has been better. Uh, starting pitching-wise, this is where the Dodgers are not as good as last year. No Walker, no Walker Bueller, which is a big deal. Dustin May is on the 15-day IL. Tony Gonsolin's on the 15-day IL. I'm not that convinced that the Dodgers are better. In the bullpen, they've had some guys that are better, but Craig Kimbrell looks toasted at this point. He looks done. Uh, they've got a lot of guys with some names that, if you're a Braves fan, like Evan Phillips, formerly a, a Braves farmhand, but they're not they're not big-time names. Even their bullpen in Blake Trinan being on the IL, their bullpen doesn't worry me. I think a lot another 110-win team, which is not easy to do, get some some publicity for that. But I think a lot of the function of the differences between the Dodgers this year versus last year is the fact that the Giants are so awful this year. The Giants won 107 games last year. The Dodgers won 106. This year, the Giants were an abysmal team, one of the one of the bottom third teams in baseball, along with the Diamondbacks and the Rockies, who are also in that division. And I think that's one of the reasons you look at the Dodgers and say that they looked, at least win-loss record, looked better than a season ago, offensively better than a season ago, but they don't have the depth that they've had in previous seasons. I'm genuinely not worried about any other team in the National League. The Braves get by the Dodgers, and I think that they're set up pretty a rematch against the Astros, which I think is, I've, I've said it all season long. I'm going to stick with it now. I think that's what happens. I think you see the Braves and the Astros matching up for a rematch where I think the Braves, I think the Braves are better than they were a season ago. I don't think the Astros are. I think the Astros are about the same as they were a season ago. And that's going to be the big key difference for me. And I think the Braves are just a better team, especially if you've got Spencer Strider back at that point, because then you can match up just like you did earlier this year. You can go Max against Verlander. You can go Kyle Rock. I would go Max against Verlander. I would go Strider against Fromber. And then I would do Kyle Wright against Christian Javier. That's how I would go. Charlie would be my four. He'd be the floater. Uh, probably Bryce Elder for my long man. Jake Odorizzi wouldn't make my playoff roster if I'm being 100% honest. But even so, in that respect, you could make an argument between Bryce Elder and Jackson Stevens, which one of them should be the first long guy used. I think there's a number of ways the Braves could approach it in the postseason, but you got to get there first. Um, Braves are, right now, if they win the division, they'll play either the Cardinals or the Phillies. I believe it's, it's one of those two teams. Um, if the And then the Mets would play the Padres. Padres or Phillies, whoever, whoever is there. I think... I think at this point, the Braves are going to play the Cardinals. Uh, I'm not worried about the Cardinals. I know they've got the the Cardinal voodoo devil magic. That's the only thing they would have that could save them against the Braves is the voodoo devil magic. Their starting rotation is weak. Their bullpen has some okay guys, but it, it really doesn't frighten me. Their lineup, you've got Goldschmidt and Arenado. That's the only two that, that worry you. Uh, just they're, they're not a great team. They look better because they're in an awful division. And I, I know they took two out of three against the Braves. That was with the bullpen completely melting down and bad play. Bad defense. That was Cardinal Voodoo Magic 101. That's the only way that that that, that happens in this series as well. Uh, I, I'm excited to see the, the playoffs. I think the Braves are really going to get rolling. I, I think they're a great regular season team, but I think they're they're really built for the condensed postseason type of games, and that's where I think they're really going to shine. It won't shock me if they're just as good this year in the postseason as they were last year, maybe even a touch better. That's how good this Braves team is. That's how big this weekend was. Now let's go ahead and go and seal it. I, I don't want to get to the final game of the season having to throw Max Freed tomorrow. I would really like to win tonight. 
uh, and then be able to roll out bullpen game or whatever and have the the give-up lineup tomorrow where you can get Guillermo Heredia a, a start, let him get out there, and Ere Adrianza and Von Grissom and everybody on the bench, give them starts tomorrow because you've sealed the division tonight. We'll see how it goes. 640 will be the first pitch. Jake Odorizzi taking on Braxton Garrett for the Miami Marlins. The Braves win. The division is over. The race is over. The Braves will clinch that fifth straight NL East title, which has been a gigantic deal for the team and for Brian Snicker and for the fans. You guys showed up and showed out at Truist all weekend. It was incredible. Braves went over 3 million fans this year. Not a lot of teams can say that. So great work. Ready to get this postseason underway. And with that said, I will be back on Thursday, both here on the 643 podcast and doing a little Braves playoff preview alongside Wiley Ballard from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., on 680 The Fan, the uh, the Locker Room's audio fun bag would be that segment. So thank you, guys. I'll see you on Thursday. Signing off, it is the 643 Podcast. That's all, folks. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.